Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Abbott Elementary Season 2, Episode 1, Development Day is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. In case you don't recognize my voice from The Walking Dead Podcast, Atlanta, a Post Show Recap, and Bel Air, a Post Show Recap, it's me, Chappelle. I'm back. And I was approached by Superintendent uh, Josh Wiggler to host an Abbott Elementary Recap Podcast. So, of course, I said yes. But I could not dive back into the trauma of being an educator without a little backup. Let me introduce you to my co-principal on this Abbott Elementary journey. You may know her from the Survivor Diversity Campaign and the Quick Fire Queens podcast on Silent Podcast. Everyone, please welcome here, Miss Gia Worthy. Gia, what's up? Oh my God. I did I felt I started as a teacher's aide and got promoted to co-principal. I love it. Best day ever. Now, I don't think I'm like full gritty yet, but I definitely think at the very least I could pull off the bush costume for the mascot. <laughs> so, you know, I'm I'm building up my ranks here, but I cannot think of a better show to start my post-show recaps debut, and I cannot thank you enough for inviting me to be on. I am a huge Abbott Elementary fan. Yes, uh, for the people who do not know, uh, G and I have spoken about Abbott Elementary before on Silent Podcast, and so I knew she was a big fan. Uh, if no one else is going to have Abbott Elementary on your timeline, it's G and I. So <laughs> I knew where I had to go for a co-host, and I was very excited that she said yes. Um, Gia, how excited are you for this season two to to finally be premiering on our TV screens? Oh my god, it feels like we've waited so long, but also it came fairly fast considering it aired in the like at the beginning of uh 2022 so mm -hmm. not a ton of time has passed but i am so happy that we are able to talk about a second season and that it's a 22 episode season yes that, that is kind of the best news between you and me i had a feeling it was gonna get renewed it was just too good right like 
ABC likes to play with us sometimes, but they were not messing around with Abbott Elementary. Black Twitter would be in rioting, but you know. Oh yeah. Just, oh yeah. yeah. I'm pulling up. I'm pulling exactly. up. You take this show off TV and it's just getting started. I mean, they did so much with so little episodes, you know, the first time. Yeah. Like, you give us 22. Yeah, I'm gonna have to be on the ABC lot if y'all try mm-hmm. to cancel this show now. Much like the Philadelphia school district itself, we were doing a lot with so little and <laughs> now they got an Emmy budget. Yes. Yes. Emmy money. yes. Emmy money. Yes. Where were you when uh, Shirley Ralph won that Emmy Award? What were you doing? What was your uh, what was your uh, reaction to that big moment? I was right here where I'm recording now, right? Laying down on mm-hmm. my bed right over mm-hmm. here. It's a very comfy bed. I got a ton of pillows and whatnot. And I remember I forgot that the Emmys were going to happen. I'm going to be honest. I forgot. I forgot there was going to be Emmys. <laughs> and for some reason, the Emmys are on a Monday. Which which yeah. sociopath does that? Because I personally am not going to remember like a TV show on a Monday night, <laughs> much less an award ceremony. But I remember that the Emmys were on Monday because I was scrolling through Twitter and Twitter reminded me. And I literally only turned turned on the Emmys because I knew Abbott Elementary was pushing for some awards, knew that the Cheryl Lee Ralph and uh, Janelle, uh, Janelle James. Yes, were are both nominated for the best supporting actress, and those are two of my favorites in the show. So I knew at the very least I had to see, uh, I had to see Barbara or Ava win an Emmy. You know, mm. I knew, I knew. Mm-hmm. And if I and if they weren't gonna win, I needed to prepare my Twitter for the rapid fire tweets about how robbed they were because there was just no other option for me personally. I'm sure everyone else is talented, but they're not Ava and Barbara. Let's be honest. And so then we get to the actually by the time I turned it on, it was about, you know, maybe one or two categories before best supporting actress in a comedy happened. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was uh, my cat was bothering me. I'm like, no, Bella, like this is serious. This is black people's business right now. And (laughs) and actually, she is black, too. So she should know. Right. Let us be honest. American cat. Yes, Yes, exactly. American, this is an African-American household. She mm-hmm. should be, you know, this should not be the issue that it was. But then, you know, calmed her down, waiting for all the categories. Got to hear, like, all the little clips of everyone, like, whatever. And then they finally announce it. And everything just kind of went in a blur for a second. It was like, the, the not Oscar. And the yeah. Emmy goes to Cheryl Lee Ralph. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was crazy. I, I live by myself, so there wasn't anyone else here. So I could just act a fool, act a fool on Twitter. <laughs> and oh my God, it was great. It was great. It was a little party, little party of one in this African-American household. And it was just great. Oh my God. Yes. Fabulous perfect night. night. The yeah. perfect night. And yeah, so good. I say the Oscar, I say, you know, the Oscar by accident, but let's be honest when Abbott elementary, the movie comes out, mm-hmm. like that Oscar is there. We're getting an EGOT for all of them. I refuse. Yeah. Everybody, no other results. Yes, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, we had a um, a outstanding writing for a comedy series wins by uh, Mm -hmm. Quinta Burton. And we had, of course, Shirley Ralph winning the actress in the comedy series. So Mm -hmm. good start, a good ending to the first season, but a good start to the second season, because we got a lot to talk about. Uh, As you remember, last season, Gia, uh, we had to like sit through, I guess, the the relationship that is Tariq and Janine. and then it ended. You know, we saw the last episode looking like they were doing the sad version of their secret handshake with the twerk, uh, you know, in it. Um, and so how did you feel coming into this season? What did you think was coming for the future of the uh, the two of them? For Janine and Tariq? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I really enjoyed how they handled the relationship in this season or in season one of Abbott elementary, because at the end of the day, even though, you know, they both have their flaws, maybe Tariq has a couple more flaws than (laughs) Janine, but in my humble opinion, but I, you know, at the end of the day, it was just two nice people who were not meant for each other and that were clearly growing apart and on two very different paths which we don't really get in a lot of these like season one starting relationships of shows. They usually prove to be 
toxic to the point where it's a little problematic or, mm -hmm. you know, people start getting angry and jealous through the, uh, like further into the season. And I'm glad they did not go that route. And it, there was something that I could enjoy about both of the characters, like with when Tariq was first performing for Fade and, you know, he had his little moments in that episode. It was just, you know, there were some really enjoyable moments there. I thought he made a very funny chaperone as well in the season finale. So there were still things that we could like about Tariq. And I'm definitely open to him returning. I have a feeling, you know, we did get to see a little bit of him in the premiere of season two. I'm definitely open to him doing like some guest spots or being a recurring character at some point. Mm. Not dating Janine. I'm sure we'll see him <laughs> again at some point, but like let him just do his own thing. Let him kind of return here and there to just bring his little comedic self when it is necessary, when the occasion calls for it. But I'm hoping they're not going to do the on again, off again nonsense. Like that happens too much in real life. I don't need to see it on TV either. Right. We just want our Janine to be happy. That's all. And yes. Tariq, you're right. He didn't come off like a horrible person. He's just very irresponsible and also yeah. maybe horrible for her. You know, maybe there's yeah. somebody out there waiting on a Tariq type. I would uh, urge you to do better, <laughs> to stand yeah. up if that's what you're looking for. Because in this episode, we found out just the, like to the extent of like how irresponsible he is. Um, we hear about um, how they split the bills in the household before. I believe it was 80-20 where Janine was paying 80 and he was only paying 20 Gia we know teachers don't get paid like that they do not what type of Tyler Perry rule is that with the <laughs> with the rent split 80 20 are you kidding me and I know he got fade money now he was all talking about his fade mm -hmm. money and I know Tariq is a feminist that's why he lets Janine pay for everything Facts. but Janine is on a budget like what <laughs> Tariq Tariq Look. Yeah. Feminism setting him back, you know, but mm -hmm. it, it it probably got him dumped too, and which is which is what he needed. Um, yes. but you know, Janine seems to be okay with this. She says they're handling it like adults, they're moving on, and you know, some people struggle with breaking up, but Tariq does not look like he's struggling. Gia, this man is in the like passenger seat of his best friend ride. Um, you know, like blasting, what was it? Um, uh, uh, snap your fingers or something like that. <laughs> Did you notice he has the air the air mattress completely inflated on top of the yeah. car? Why did you deflate? What was the it? reason? <laughs> yes. What was the reason? Yeah, he doesn't look like he's struggling, right, Gia? No, he is more than happy to start his new life in New York. Thankfully, he probably won't need a car in New York, so he doesn't have to worry about that parking situation anymore. But he left Janine with a lot to deal with on her own, so I am a little salty about season two, Tariq. So far, not a great showing for season two, personally. Yeah, throughout this episode, we'll see Janine uh, kind of struggling with the actions of yeah. Tariq and her allowing all of that behavior in her relationship for so long. Um, but she's excited. You know, she's had a good summer. She's been, she's broken up. She's not really broken up about it. Or at least that's what she's presenting to us. Because throughout this episode, it definitely feels like she's struggling a little bit more than she's willing to let on. Um, there are several moments where you could just kind of see little cracks in the armor, you know, where she's smiling. Mm -hmm. But you see those emails coming through and these co bill collector phone calls. I mean, even Jacob noticed that Janine might be in trouble, Gia. Uh, I feel so bad for her. And like, we, we obviously, as the audience, we know that this breakup needs to happen for so many reasons. But I feel like they often undersold the fact that they were together for so long, like at mm -hmm. least 10 years since they were since the cubbies since the lunchboxes. And yeah, that that's a lot. That's I mean, I've never been in a relationship that long. So like, I, I can't relate. <laughs> but I, I can imagine that 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 is a lot to process, especially like this sudden change. And you've only really had a few months to process it before you're expected to just get back into the swing of things at a job as intense as an elementary school teacher in the Philadelphia school district. So I, I feel so bad, but yeah, even once Jacob notices the, just how bad you're hiding things, that's a probably a sign that you need to, you know, maybe do some uh, reevaluation because I wouldn't call Jacob like the most perceptive of the cast members in there. Mm -hmm. And then he told, but don't worry though, because he has his whole army behind him because Janine lied. So now all of the main cast knows, everyone knows about Janine's situation, but you know, she should have thought about lying. 
she, she shouldn't have lied. How can she be mad at him? He, but listen, he accepted her apology. You know, he said, mm-hmm. listen, you lied. I, I accept your apology, but also everybody knows all your damn business. Yes. That that email was intense, though, because you remember they yeah. got the first email. It was yeah. just like, you're going to get evicted. And then the next email was like, no, seriously, I know where you live. I'm coming <laughs> to find you. I was worried about her. That's really just a little game they play with the landlord. She says the check's in the mail and he's like, uh, it's online only. And it's just a little back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, it was clear that she was about to get uh, evicted, put out and be homeless, uh, you know, after this breakup. But, you know, that's a, a, something else that people really don't talk about. You know, when people cohabitate, it's hard to do these breakups because of reasons like this. Like if Janine didn't think she could afford the, uh, you know, the rent or whatever, that's another reason why it's good to stay with Tariq. You know, like mm-hmm. she knows there's a level of security of being in a relationship when you're cohabitating that she was starting to lose grasp of. But it was still like she could afford her place to live, you know. So I don't really hold her like. Like too much, I don't put too much like fault on her for staying in such a, a bad relationship for so long because yeah. you like it's not that easy to just remove yourself, like you said. It's been a long time. Um, but when that phone rang and it was, I think it was the bill collector, but I thought it was Tariq. I thought I he thought was it calling was Tariq back. too. Yeah. What do you I think the call would have been like? <laughs> I thought it was going to be like like they're still in contact. The mm-hmm. you know they're broken up, but they're not really broken up. Like if I Tell catch you with someone time. else, I'm gonna be pissed about it. Even though mm-hmm. technically I got no reason to be pissed about it. We're on a break type of breakup. <laughs> okay, <And yeah. laughs> I know. <laughs> I you know not, again. I certainly don't know what that is like. So, mm-hmm. but I imagine that that would be very different. You know, a very difficult situation to go through. But yeah, I I thought it was Tariq and that we were going to get like season two is like the, okay, I broke things off, but I'm having a lot of difficulties with it. So we're getting into the on again, off again portion of it. I hope they don't go through that. I hope that is not like a continuing thing at the end of season two or in the second half of the show. It's just like, all right, let's get to the business. Let's enjoy sig- single Janine for as long as we can before some teacher from another school district obviously is going to sweep her off her feet for half a season. Okay. Well, yeah. I was going to ask you at the end of the podcast, but I could ask you now, if yes. you think a, a teacher from another district is going to sweep her off her feet, um, are you not a Janine and Tyler truther? I, I see the stands out there. I see the fan cams. I, people want it. Do you, are you yeah. are you a fan of them as a relationship, a potential relationship, I guess? Oh, 100%. But I do like Janine and Gregory together. And I think that that is the end game goal. Mm-hmm. But season two feels a little too early for them to get together right now because I do strongly believe that they are the end game. And I think most people are, you know, I don't think they're really playing with us with that though. I definitely do believe that Janine and Gregory will be there, but there is part of me that wants them to build the current relationship that they have a little more. They clearly do well, like being in sync together. They're great coworkers. They have a lot of respect for one another, but I'm very curious to see how the uh, Gregory and Taylor situation fizzles out because i know barbara will be all over that situation when it inevitably we know it's coming we know it's happening he does not like the chowder that you know she makes him eat and he is not honest with her half the time so you know like that's that's not gonna last but Mm -hmm. i i feel like this is a this is a show that has a longevity potential i could see it going Many more seasons after that, however long they want this show to be on, will probably be as long as we get it. And I just don't see them being uh, starting uh, their relationship this season. I would see like seasons three or four. And I know that's planning far in advance, but I think we'll get a little more moments in season two to really solidify their relationship. Yeah, I mean, she can date around. You don't have to jump from one relationship right into the next one. I hope she does. I hope she does move around. I hope. I hope we are in our hot girl. I guess fall era with Janine because, like, like they were saying in season one, like before you get married, you gotta try a lot of cakes. You know, so <laughs> she has yet to have her her like cake sampling session, and I mm-hmm. would love to see that from her. And I I think this is the, uh, you know, these are the coworkers that would really encourage that. Like if we get some hot new teachers or, you know, like higher ups or something that are coming into the school districts, I could totally see them kind of like pushing Janine in those directions. 
Oh yeah. Can you imagine Ava's reaction when Janine starts dating random people? Okay. She's she's been bullying Janine this season. I mean, there, there was a mo one moment where she welcomes all the staff and she welcomes the dorks as well. Did she she <laughs> looked at Janine? Why is she picking on her? It's just too easy. Sometimes you gotta go for the easy targets. Let's be honest. Yes, I know you yes. identify with Ava quite a bit. Uh, um yes. how did you feel about the return of Ava in this episode? Everything I could have wanted and more. She was on point. She was making money as usual, celebrating. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, Phil the Philadelphia Eagles are not my team of choice, uh, personally, but I respect the hustle of Ava. And you know, sometimes you just gotta park out on the street. I don't know what else to tell you, but <laughs> at her excitement with gritty, she was, you know, she was doing all the things. I loved her PowerPoint presentation. You know, she's doing what she's supposed to be doing during development day. Absolutely no notes from her. Yeah, I love when she says that. I like, I'm, I'm just out here making money for the school, you know, just for in case school. anybody gets it twisted. Making right. sure the camera catches that part for the school. Exactly. Yes. They're having like a tailgate party for development day. At first I was like, is this a cookout? But then I was like, oh, it's for the Eagles. And Mr. Johnson is even there. I mean, it's just, <laughs> this is everybody has come out for this big event. I'm thinking, did y'all forget this was a school? And I remember what school this is. This is Abbott yes. Elementary where <laughs> what Ava says goes and sometimes it gets a little crazy to you. Mm -hmm. But I bet she made some money that day for I the bet. school, mm -hmm. for the school. So <laughs> we can't fault her methods. That is that is literally the epitome of who Ava is as a principal and what her strikes are. She is making a charcuterie experience with the appetizer <laughs> money that the district is getting her. So it just stands all around. Yes. Um, I'm no, waiting for my Ava-centric episode. You know, that—that that is when I will be on my worst behavior, personally. Yes, and I can't wait because Ava's back to her old tricks. She's, of course, not helping the other teachers move their stuff in. I love her, like, halfway effort to hide from Janine. And <laughs> she's like, Janine can barely see over the boxes that she's carrying in. And Ava's, like, ducking maybe, like, an inch or two underneath that. And she's like, I can tell. I see you right there. Uh, but Ava had the I'm option to help. She just didn't. Yeah. Yeah, I... <laughs> I'm so, I do love, you know what's underrated? Mm -hmm. Characters that don't have any personal growth. Yeah. You know, like, I, it is so undersold, but there's something just so powerful about toxic individuals in the best way that learn nothing. And I enjoy it so much. And honestly, I think Ava was right to blackmail the superintendent because let's be <laughs> honest, he kind of sucks. So I'm glad she didn't learn anything from that. I'm glad she didn't learn her lesson. And mm -hmm. yeah, would she would they have their little moment where Janine is like, hey, you know, they seem to be getting to a good place at the end of season one. Mm -hmm. No longer a thing. Janine is like airing them in. Ava, you know, you could help me. I could. That was an option. And she just <laughs> went on her way. You know, I'm glad about I'm glad. I'm glad Ava has not grown. I yes. want her to continue to not grow. No, ideally. I agree. So so these moments where Ava crosses paths with Gregory, we saw you mentioned it, uh, her little uh, development day PowerPoint, and she managed to slip in these uh, photos, these uh, uh, beautiful pictures of her. Um, but when she looked out into the crowd and saw that Gregory wasn't paying attention, she had to make sure that he saw that she accidentally entered mm -hmm. those photos into the development program uh, day yes. um, PowerPoint. So how do you feel about Ava and her pursuit of Gregory? Oh, I... I I hope she eventually goes into I mean, that's the one area she can grow. I hope that she does eventually find someone else to mm. pursue, let us say, because it almost feels like she doesn't expect anything on his end. She just enjoys doing it. But eventually it's going to get old. Yeah. You know, people yeah. compare this show to The Office a lot. And I and I'm I always like rebuke that a little bit. Like I get the mockumentary yeah. thing, but I'm like, this is better. Uh, but yes. <laughs> but for but me, actually, though. Yeah, I think the thing that is missing is the one thing that the office has that this this school doesn't have is where's HR? Because <laughs> if there was like an annoying HR person who Ava had to deal with because of all of these advances on Gregory, I would love that. Um, but, you know, the office already did it. So we got what we got. And I'm sure you can bring in some other people who can run interference because if Ava gets a man, that's going to be good TV. Oof, yeah, that I am very excited about that. I kind of want like. Maybe we got a hot guidance counselor coming mm. at some point, or maybe she's the one that's seeing like a principal from another school. Yeah. I don't know. But 
I would love to see Ava also be the pursued, even for an episode or two. Like someone is, recognizes Ava for all of her greatness and throws her off a little bit with him just like equally being into her back. That that would be great. She was killing the Philadelphia Eagles shirt like outfit though this episode. Like I want that skirt. Yeah, Ava's a baddie, and she got her own hookah flavor named out there too. Ava Lade, because it was malt liquor and lemonade. Sounds tasty. Mm. <laughs> I can't, you can't fault it, dude. That's how you know she had a productive summer. I don't know what I want to know what the steps were to get mm-hmm. to her achieving her own hookah flavor, but I hope it comes with some sponsorships or something because she deserves it. Yeah, get that money, get that money. She's, you know, she's always hustling, trying for the school, of course. Um, but one of our other favorite hustlers here, and pretty much one for me, the star of this episode, Barbara. Barbara is here. Yes, she's back again, and she is trying to hustle up some ADA accommodations for um uh, for her students because she has a student who's coming in a wheelchair, and so she wants to get him a ramp and a desk. But th- throughout this episode, we see the struggles that we've seen before in Abbott Elementary that honestly reign true in a lot of inner city schools. Um, yeah. she's just not getting the support from the uh from the district or with the money, you know. Yeah. And I, I work at a college now. So while I still work in the education realm, it's not it's definitely a lot different than working in uh, the public school district that we see in Abbott Elementary. But these are some issues that happen all across the board. Part of the reason that I really connect with Abbott, Abbott Elementary and all of the uh, characters in here is because my dad and stepmom both work in my hometown school district, which has a lot of the same concerns or some of the same issues that we see in the Philadelphia schools district. A lot of those, uh, a lot of those problems we see in season one are things that can resonate with our school districts as well. And I think a lot of teachers, a lot of educators find, enjoy the humor that comes with the struggles in this season as well or in this series as a whole and you know like especially now it feels odd but necessary that we are just now starting to have these types of conversations about like wheelchair accommodations for students uh elevator access the type different types of desks that people need even Mm -hmm. things like Oh, I can't even, uh, making sure that like students with hearing impairments uh, are getting their needs met as well, because those are, I can tell you right away, those are still concerns that are not fully met or even taken seriously in a lot of school areas. So it's nice to see these types of things addressed just in this episode. We got Jacob learning sign language that he's able to use with a student as well i would love to learn sign language as well i would probably be just as annoying about it as jacob if i finally do learn it and mm-hmm. just sign with every oh i would be so powerful but, <laughs> we, but we, yeah we yes. gotta talk about it jacob and his sign language you wouldn't talk about annoying i think jacob is the, the type of person who you expect to go do something like this but also yes. you dread this moment because you know he's going to be signing things when he doesn't need to yeah. nobody asked him when he was translating the mascot gritty and gritty was just like pointing down like i should be yeah. here today and yeah. <laughs> jacob's like mm, he's saying that he should be here at this time today i was like duh um it was classic Jacob. This is exactly what we come to know him for. And Barbara's resolution to just not be playing with him at <laughs> all this day. First, first instance of shenanigans ensuing with Jacob. She shut it down immediately. We know that this is, I, I don't want to say new and improved because like, how can you improve perfection? But like right. she has reached a new level of no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jacob goes to Barbara and he's just like, yeah, I got to like, I got this emergency. It's crazy. You like, listen, I need you and Gregory. It's an emergency. They're like, what's wrong? He's like, okay, so let me talk to you about Janine. And she's like, I'm out. I'm going. I'm sorry. Not this year. Uh, devil, devil get thee behind me. Uh, and also they called him the devil. They, the, the Peruvian kids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I caught on to that. I watched with subtitles to get some reading done this (laughs) (laughs) to get some reading done today. And yeah, the, they did call it the white devil, right? That was, Mm -hmm. yeah, Yeah. Mm, that was, that's a rough one. Yeah. Um, Jacob is interesting for me because he's one of the, uh, the younger teachers and this is probably his first time working in a a district like this. What do you think about these educators that are like, you know, so far out of their comfort zone when it comes to the culture and like how Jacob has been, uh, kind of acclimating to Abbott elementary because these kids aren't like him and he's been trying to fit in since day one. Yeah. Uh, 
I I know so many Jacobs in my life. Let's be honest. Like there, Jacobs are a dime a dozen in in these education. school districts. Yeah, exactly. in education, yeah. especially in the school di- districts that I am familiar with. And while I do appreciate that he is well-meaning, I also appreciate the uh, that the fact that they are not afraid to call him out on certain things when necessary. Like uh, I did, I did rewatch the season before watching you know yes. today's episode. But I remember in one of the earlier episodes, Janine is like, "Jacob, what am I? What did I tell you about like?" comparing the school district to your time in Africa. I said not to do it. And (laughs) it's like, it's things like that where obviously they mean well when they do that, but sometimes meaning well is not enough and you need to not be afraid for that type of feedback. I will say for it, because just again, like, especially for school districts like this, like being well-meaning is not enough. You need to be able to like receive sometimes harsh critiques on yourself. And I think Jacob is very receptive to that, even though there are some things that is just like, you know, he is clearly out of his comfort zone, but he is doing his best to accommodate other people instead of getting the students to accommodate to him. And I think that is something that is often underappreciated about Jacob, but not always the thing that we see with a lot of Jacobs is that they Mm -hmm. think that the students need to accommodate to him instead of him accommodating to the school district, the school district that he is in. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, for all intents and purposes, he's an outsider uh, in that community. Yeah. And so, yeah, he has to um, win over the students in a way. Like, yes. They should, um, they should be respectful of him because they are students and he's a teacher, but also like in order to get respect, you kind of, you have to give it. And I think yeah. those kids need a reason to respect him a lot more than just you are my teacher. I think if he wants yeah. to bond with them effectively, he's really going to have to like, you know, let his guard down and let those kids in. Um, and the kids on this show are just amazing. So I'm sure he's going to have a good time doing that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. But on the other side of the coin, we got Miss Shimenti. Now, 
Melissa's yes. back. <laughs> and uh, she does not seem to have any of the issues that Jacob is having. Miss Chimenti is an underrated icon. Like she yes. rarely, rarely do people say that she is their favorite character, but you know, my mom's side is Italian. So I also know a lot of Miss Chimenti's in mm-hmm. my life as well. Like plenty of Miss Chimenti's and you like, you need Miss Chimenti's in your life. You need Miss Chimenti's in your school. Barbara's and Miss Chimenti's are the backbones of school districts. And I will hear no different. They, she is so great. She had a wonderful summer with the vending machine guy. I love that Mm -hmm. she still refers to him as the vending machine guy. Right, that man has a name, Gia. Yes, and I still can't. I still cannot tell you what his name is, but Mm -mm. he is the vending machine guy. And uh, you know, up until this point, I have had no reason to remember his name. So exactly, they went to Jersey City. She was surrounded by the scent of home, which was cigarettes and a second thing that fails vinegar, I believe. Yeah, vinegar, crazy stuff. Yes. So she's she's been through it, but I'm glad that she got a feeling of home and she had a lovely summer. Yeah. Uh, but she is had such good vibes all summer, and now she is walking into her classes being combined. Yeah. And and this is common as well in a lot of districts where there's a teacher shortage, uh, they have to combine classes, sometimes not even the same grade level. I remember when I was like in like one of like the primary like grades, mm-hmm. maybe like pre-K or something like that. I remember there being older kids in my class too. It was something that was just like, they brought in like third graders because they could go sit down yeah. somewhere and they had us the pre-K. So, you know, she could kind of focus on us more. It was something like that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, Mr. Mitchell curious- through that too. Yeah, I'm curious about because I oh, so I personally haven't experienced like a combined class like that. But is that so like, do do they spend half the time teaching one grade level and another time teaching another grade level? Is it just like making sure people's assignments are done? It's making sure people's assignments are done. Honestly, Ooh. like it's one yeah. of those things where it's like uh, sometimes they have two teachers in one classroom because we know there are classroom shortages sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a situation like this, it's really just like, hey, you you seven or eight students, I'm going to give you your documents for the day and I'll handle this while your teacher is out or until mm-hmm. we replace the teacher or whatever. You know, very like yeah. busy work almost. It's not it's not effective teaching a lot of times. Yeah. And, and you run into situations like with Ms. Shiminti where they say, uh, yeah, it's only 10 students. And then here she is on the first day of school. And it, I know I saw more than 10 students outside that door yes. getting added to her classroom. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. And 10's also a lot. Like a lot, you know, those, the amount of students that we see in this classroom in like the average ele- Abbott Elementary classroom was like maybe like 20 something kids in there, Mm -hmm. maybe a little less, but so essentially her class size is getting doubled or, you know, like an extra, an extra third of her class is being added to it. So, Mm -hmm. oh, it it sounds stressful just dealing. I I was a substitute teacher in high school, in high school for a while. So that was, that was an experience. And I, uh, it was very interesting, but we never had, so like we had, classes that were already like ninth and 10th grade combined and everything, but it was, everyone deals with the same, the same work. Yeah. But I cannot imagine doing like substitute teaching and then having just randomly another 10 kids added to the class or to the coursework that I have to cover. Like the 20 that I have is plenty, please. Oh yeah. Yeah, yes. you know, especially because a lot of times those students are not really in your control. You haven't built the bond with them that you would have built yeah. with other students. I mean, this is the beginning of the school year, so she doesn't have to deal with that. But in a uh, a normal situation where like a class is combined in the middle of a school year, it's like yeah. you kids aren't even my kids. You know, in a way, you yeah. kind of like wish. Where is your real teacher? You know, somebody to come <laughs> get you because we don't do that in here. You know, Barbara's not going to stand for that, and neither is Miss uh, Shiminti here. Um, so. My favorite thing about Melissa is that she always has to hook up on something. Like you said, every school district either has one or definitely needs one. Um, mm-hmm. But we see in this uh, at the end of the episode when we run into the biggest conflict of the episode, Janine's bills um, and her uh, inability to pay them. Um, Janine even looks to Melissa and says, you got a boot guy? Do you know somebody who can um help me with the uh the parking enforcement? And she's like, not that kind of enforcement, a different kind of enforcement when I would have had you, but you're on your own. And this was tough to watch because Janine, um, 
she's been, you know, putting on a brave face and pretending everything is okay. But when mm-hmm. they put the boot on her car, that was when I just saw it all crumble. And all, <laughs> as, like, try as she might, it you could just tell she had hit the end of her rope. Mm-hmm. I I felt it. I felt how exhausted she was and that she just needed one other thing to go wrong and she was going to snap and that was her thing. And then to make it even worse, then Gritty comes and realize that like the the day that they were scheduled was she did the first day of development day not the first day of actual school so it's just realizing that all of the time and effort that you have put into something was ruined by like one little mistake or because you're so busy you don't check your work maybe the way you would if you have a lower course load I just got out of my hell week of, you know, like planning events for colleges and stuff. And we had to deal with things like that, where it was the minute you realize that you're so busy that you forget to check all those little details and everything comes crumbling down and it is so hard to deal with. I got a little like war flashbacks in there. Yeah, no, this is definitely part of the battle, right? Especially when you work in education, because a lot of times you have to take your work home with you, you know, whether you like it or not, you know, it's really hard to stop thinking about the kids and the students that you have to help. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you can't turn that off. She's also grieving the loss of this relationship that she had with Tariq. Um, Things are, uh, she's trying to be perfect. You know, she's trying to do this mixer. She's trying to handle everything on her own. She's trying to pick up this huge TV that she obviously cannot carry. Um, And so this is just Janine actually just putting a lot on her plate instead of dealing with the actual uh, loss of the relationship with Tariq. And so, yeah, when they finally go put the boot on her car and she tries to drive it, I yelled because <sighs> what are you doing? Girl, that that's not how boots work. Like mm-hmm. that she lost it. She was she was done. That was oh that yeah. that was hard to watch. It was it was like watching ironically, like watching a car crash, but like in slow motion. In slow motion, yeah. And, and that's kind of what it was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? It's it's one of those things where everything that could go wrong was going wrong. And so mm-hmm. I think she just needed to take a step back because, I mean, she even embarrassed herself in front of Gritty. And these people love them so gritty, Gia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was a little bit like Gregory. Gr- gritty puts me off a little bit. Is that sacrilege to say? I think so. I think they're going to get us if you say oh, that. God. Oh, oh my a- God. I've been on one episode and I'm going to get canceled. Yeah. Is he a furball? Like what? Is this an animal? I don't know what, I don't know what he is. He's just, he's gritty. That's, that's it. That's all we, that's the only information. If we got like a dossier on how to explain gritty's popularity, we would just get a file that says he's gritty. That's it. That's the only qualification he has, but somehow this is, of all the different teachers that we got, the one thing that they can all agree on is that they are so excited for Gritty. Yes, and we could talk about uh, the last teacher, the one holdout um, in his journey to Gritty, um, because Gregory is not a fan. You know, he's looking at Gritty, he's just like, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's orange, it's got the eyes, it's tall. I don't get it. Um, but he's going through his own uh, struggles throughout this episode as well. And so although they're all admonishing him for his distaste of Gritty, um, which I think I take their side, you know, uh, they seem very passionate. I'm not going to be the one fighting with Philadelphia fans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so while Gregory is dealing with that, he also has put this immense amount of pressure on his back to make all these standards that are set in front of him by the district um, and to meet these mandates. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is tough to watch because, ah, man, it's like you ask teachers to do so much, so much, and then you have to take into consideration all the time and the effort and the students and their attitudes and your attitude and your coworkers' attitudes and all that stuff combined. And it just seems like your workload is insurmountable. And so I was like, oh, he's going to struggle with this because Gia, he does not seem like the type of person who deals with that kind of pressure in in the right way. And we saw it throughout the episode. Yeah. This is one of the hardest parts about working in a a field like education or just in in the school system in general it's just like there you can prepare all you want but something is going to go wrong and they give you all of these impossible standards to me but you're not going to be able to make them because like how barbara explains it this is a this is a guideline for what you could do if you spend every minute of every day go at addressing these lesson plans or addressing these goals of the semester and 
nothing goes wrong, but they're kids. And like, even in college, like something is going to go wrong for one reason or another. So this is just another obstacle that they all are facing. And obviously Barbara knows that she is not going to get through everything in that curriculum for this year. But Gregory is still kind of in principal mode. Like he prepared, he studied to be a principal. He was prepared to be a principal. He was almost a principal. If things went a little differently last season, he could have been <laughs> Ava. Mm-hmm. Ava. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But that was honestly one of my favorite reveals of the season. I did not think he was going to find out about how Ava got the principal job so fast, but oh, it was great. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, and but, we didn't get anything about that either. We haven't heard his opinion about that this season, right? No, not yet. I wonder. Mm, I don't know. I think we might just see him a little more focused on like adjusting to the fact that he's not working towards being a principal in that moment. He's focused in on teaching the. I think he's first grade teacher, but oh, it's it's like rough to see that you know he is so passionate and he wants the best for these kids and he wants these high standards like what a principal would want. He would want this teachers to be, meet these expectations, but he, he's not going to do that. He's not going to meet those standards. And to be fully honest, this might be a bit of a hot take, but I'm glad Gregory did not get that principal job because I don't think he was prepared for the... Uh, all of the what ifs of being a teacher, like he wasn't able to empathize with teachers. And like, on one hand, Ava, yeah, she doesn't care about the amount of like, you know, she's she cares more about making sure they meet the bare minimum requirements that Mm -hmm. are necessary for her to keep her job. But also, she is open to like reasons why certain standards are not met. Like she is not reading the lesson plan to know where students should be at at this moment so in a way she might be the better choice for principal at the moment oh no (laughs) i know i don't know how do we get here this quickly on the first episode of the podcast we're already like i think ava was right you know (laughs) rename the podcast ava was right (laughs) ava can we is that too late it's too late (laughs) that'll be the feedback show ava Mm -hmm. was right oh i love it that's it only feedback that matters but I will say, but I really do think that there is something to be said about higher ups that know the struggle of where you were when you just started out or like all of the what ifs that happen in a situation as unpredictable as working with 20, 30 kids at one time. And for, you know, Ava's reasoning for why she might be better is probably not the best reasoning, but I don't think that Gregory would have thought about all of these things had he been principal. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's an interesting take. I'm going to track your Ava standum throughout this podcast because yes. I feel like it was a, a tad bit of bias in there, but we move. Um, yeah. One of the things Jacob had, I mean, uh, Gregory has to take from this conversation um, with Barbara about um doing the best that you can when it comes to these students. Um, she says that um, she didn't even get the desk that she wanted for her student, but she did get the ramp. And that's something better than nothing that they had it originally. Right. And so it was just some words to live by, you know, as far as this goes, you can try your best. And you, even if you come up short, you just keep trying because the, the little bit of increase that you do have, it is meaningful to the students. Um, and Gregory does take this uh, advice and he goes and he finds a desk. Uh, he has the repurposed one. Um, he has, well, he had to go ask Mr. Johnson to find uh, him a, a desk and Mr. Johnson kind of gave him some feedback. I believe he's not a, a storage asshole. Was was that the quote, Gia? He is not a storage asshole, and <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Mr. Johnson is also a legend in his own right, and he is now upgraded to full-time cast member. So we yes. can celebrate that. Exactly, exactly. So uh Gregory comes back, he has the desk, and um uh, Barbara tells him to basically clean up all of that uh organization and stuff that he had, these photos. It was like very scandal of like Olivia Pope putting those pictures on the wall. It it, it was a bad look, and you might get arrested if you leave that up, Gregory. So I'm glad uh, I'm glad Barbara gave you that kind of advice. I'm gonna be honest, the pictures of the children at the desk were, you know, a little concerned. That w- that was where everything was like, this is too much for me. This is yeah. I can't. Oh, right, right? W- like this is he is he okay? Yeah, no. it was a lot. It was a lot. Um, 
So the conclusion of the episode is basically, you know, Janine has come to terms with her situation, with the fact that she is now single. She does not have Tariq anymore. And she's sad about it. Um, And that's okay. You can be sad about things, but you have to keep trying and you have to keep going. Right. Um, And so um, Jacob ends up even loaning her the money to take care of her tickets. And these these um, tickets were paid by the funds from uh, Jacob's student loan money. Uh, I guess he was going to pay back his loans, but God willing, Joey B will cancel them. And I almost did a church shout. I was in the back- backyard screaming like, yes, yes, because cancel them loans. Honestly, I don't care if Joe Biden cancels my student loans because I've already forgiven myself. I tweet that all the time. I have forgiven myself. God forgave me. I don't care if y'all forgive yeah. them loans or not. I'm not paying them. Sorry. If If the Lord isn't going to do it, then it's just not getting done. Amen. 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 Um, and yeah, and the episode kind of ends with the first day of school. We see um, uh, Mr. Johnson is there dressed as Gregory's dad's mascot, the bush, um, as you mentioned earlier, because, you know, you can't get gritty again, but this will do. And the students were happy about it. We see Jacob communicating with sign language uh, with a new student who doesn't seem to, uh, to um, like, mind his, uh, like, you know, spelling everything out one by one. Um, and he seems to uh, understand it pretty well, too. So, you know, good moment for Jacob. Miss uh, Shimenti, she is uh, dealing with her huge class size. But again, she's just going to keep pushing. And then we find uh, Gregory and Janine. And they have like this weird moment because earlier in the episode, Janine says, you know, I'm ready for this school year. I even parted my hair different, you know. Yes. And although there hasn't really been a connection between the two of them in this episode, Gregory is the first person who compliments her on her hair. He's the only person who noticed the part. And are we in full Jim and Pam territory at this point? Uh, I don't. I feel like it is not fair to compare. Yes. Compare the two because they're they're obviously meant to be like the central couple of the show, like the in the same vein as Jim and Pam. Of like, I don't want to say will they, won't they, but like when will they mm-hmm. is more so the thing, but. I am just really enjoying these little subtle moments where it's not like, you know, Gregory isn't necessarily holding a candle for her, but he knows that he likes her. And unintentionally, he has these moments where we are starting to learn like, okay, this might actually be the person for Janine because she cares about all those little details. She, you know, he was willing to try pizza for her. He noticed that her hair was parted different and you know, like he went to go support her, even though everyone was goofing on her for uh, having the same man since eighth grade, which like, honestly, like he must really like her because I cannot, I cannot relate to that. That is insane. Uh, <laughs> but I I still can't get over that reveal. It's just, it was too much. But, you know, it's just all of these little moments and then building up to something bigger. And I feel like when we started the office, Jim and Pam were already in like this Jim was always had this big crush on Pam, but she has this fiance who's kind of toxic. And you know, it's, it's just, it dragged on and this doesn't feel the same way. And I think they have their own different quirks and like both Gregor, let's, let's be real. Like Jim and Pam did not really care about their job, like at all. Whereas Mm -hmm. Janine and Gregory care a lot, like a lot, a lot. And they both have that same passion for this field and for making their classrooms a better, more efficient place. And maybe their approaches are a little different, but it's nice to see that like, not just, you know, I don't think it would work. I don't think Abbott elementary would be as successful of a show. If someone, if we had like our central characters, not care about what happened It's like, no, they actually care too much. And that is why, you know, we, they get into the messes that they do. Yeah, I, I don't want the Jim and Pam of it all. I really want something different, something fresh. Yeah. And we've been getting that thus far. Um, one of my favorite interactions that they had, though, was when he was in the hallway and he just yelled out, so you getting evicted? <laughs> I was like, good God. Um, it was just her reaction was like, "What? wait, what? <laughs> Buy me dinner first. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and when they had their little banters, that is also very cute. And like them putting the TV together and like her willing to eventually let him help her i think like the the trio of the new the new teachers or the newer teachers of janine jacob and gregory are all just like oh there that's a great trio right there yeah and the smile that i saw uh, on janine's face when gregory uh complimented her 
She was so sad that no one noticed her. Yeah, and he and he noticed her. And you know, you know, the sparks are flying. They're there. We don't know when we're going to get them, but we have 22 episodes this season to see if we explore more of this relationship. We have to see if we're going to get more Tariq. We're going to have to see uh, what exactly is Leslie Odom Jr. doing on the show? I, I need answers. Aren't That's you uh, excited about this? I am so excited about this. I, I have a feeling where that's going to go just based on the job description or like the description of what his character is mm. uh, since. So they said in the link that you shared with me that he's retur- that he is going to be a guest star on the show and he's going to be from a charter school. Okay. Um, and as someone that went to a charter high school, I can confirm to you from my parents themselves that public schools and charter schools are always at war for the same funding and they do not like each other. So I, I don't know if it's going to be like a like from like enemies to lovers type of situation Ooh. or he's just there to be the foil for you know, like for Abbott Elementary, because, you know, charter schools uh, have, I I loved the school that I went to for high school, but also recognizing that like, the issue with charter schools is that they are taking funding away from public schools. So, you know, like when it was me, it was fine. But now all these other people, you know, like, y'all need to, you know, think about what you've done. So, (laughs) you know, but those are those are like the types of wars that the internal struggles that you get with a charter school. So I have a feeling it's going to be uh, very similar to when they learned that Taylor was from New York and everyone was just booing her automatically, like on like no no thought process needed. It's yep. like that same that same animosity towards public school or towards uh, charter schools, perhaps even more because at least you know as far as we know, the New, New York is not stealing money from. The Philadelphia Phillies. They could be. I don't know. I don't know how football works, but right. you know, sounds about right yeah. to me. You yeah. know? That oh yeah. About right. I know the tomato, tomato, tomato moment is coming. You know, like you say, yes. charter school, and I boo you from a distance. You yes. know, and so um, yeah, things to come. Uh, Gia, is there anything else you wanted to talk about from the episode? Because uh, it looks like to me like we're almost done. Uh, uh, Mr. Johnson does not get enough praise, and I am so happy that he is a full cast member. He was one of my favorite. Him and Ava, again, another character that doesn't really grow, but also we doesn't need to. And again, underrated. That he is just so much fun, and I am so happy that we get him as a full member of the cast now. And I think he's going to really, you know, he was such a funny, refreshing presence in season one, and I'm really looking forward to the potential uh, storylines we may get him. Like, can we get a Mr. Johnson focused episode? Are we going to get like storylines? Is he going to have dilemmas and concerns that we're going to address (laughs) through the season? I don't know, but I'm so excited for it. Yes. uh, Mr. Johnson says in in 2003, his phone number got added to a bunch of school districts directories. And since he likes to help people so much, he just never changed it. So he gets all these calls about people needing stuff. And sometimes he can help them. Sometimes he can't. But isn't it great that even the custodian is like, I'm going to do my best to help people. And people don't give like other staff in schools enough credit because it's not just the teachers. Everybody who works at a school is a part of these kids' education, whether they like it or not. And so I love that they show Mr. Johnson, um, someone who you would uh, figure is like on the lower end of the hierarchy in a in a high, uh, in an elementary school. You know, yes. he is the one that is showing everybody that we all pitch in and help the students whenever they can. I don't know if he should be watching classes when Ava's gone, like on field trips and stuff like that, like he did last season. But I'm happy that he's going to be around a little bit longer. Yeah. And I do like that. I like that this is a character with integrity and that he's not like the fall guy because he's the janitor. And you would assume that like, you know, when when kids are growing up, that's like the default, you know, threat. It's like, oh, if you don't do well in school, you're going to be like a janitor or something. But no, Mm -hmm. Mr. Johnson has his own agency. He has his own life outside of Abbott Elementary. He takes pride in his work. He started a gifted custodians program. So he (laughs) he has the whole lighting and heating and system figured out. So like this is a really well-faceted character with his own likes, dislikes, his own like his own agency in the show the cast seems to really respect him like the the whole faculty seems to respect him he's a part of the team sometimes to their betterment and sometimes to their detriment but like this is 
someone that has as much value as everyone else in the school and perhaps more because if you piss them off and shit doesn't get cleaned, then, you know, like that's on you. That's not on Mr. Johnson. That's on you. Right. Exactly. And yeah, that's it. That wraps up our the all our plot lines from episode yes. one. Uh, our first episode of this. Again, we're going to cover this uh, show. We're going to cover every episode, but not every episode right after they air. So don't look for us every week. We're going to record every other week. We're going to have an episode. So we're going to uh, cover them in twos until the uh, end of the season. And this counts as episode one. So um, we'll break it up. When the next season starts, we'll do the, the remaining 11, I guess, episodes of uh, season two. And then hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, we're renewed. They're renewed. We're all back for season three. But this is the beginning of a long journey. And Gia, I'm so happy that you're the one that gets to join me on this. Uh, this has been a blast. I am so honored, not only that you asked me, but that like this is my post-show recaps debut and that we get to podcast together. I cannot think of a better person to be talking about an incredible, let us be honest, trailblazing show mm-hmm. like Abbott Abbott. Abbott Elementary, and you are also in the opinion, as am I, that, you know, this has potential to be better than The Office. I would say that it already is, but, Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm, (laughs) yes, but, you know, that's a that's a take for another day. And, you know, I'm very excited that we're able to talk about this in this format. So thank you so much to everyone that made that happen. Yes. And Gia, for the Post Show Recaps listeners, for the very first time, uh, tell everyone where they can find you and where they can follow you. Okay, so, so, you know, here's, everyone write this down, but you can follow me on Twitter for all of my TV shenanigans at Classically Gia, and as Chappelle said at the beginning of the show, I am one of the Twitter handlers for the Survivor Diversity Campaign, so if you are a Survivor fan or you are thinking about starting your Survivor journey, great place to start is following the Survivor Diversity Campaign Twitter page at Surf Diversity. That is at S-U-R-V Diversity. Uh, And if you're not, if you are a Survivor fan and you aren't following it, what are you doing? Like, Mm -hmm. get on that now. Like, I won't shame you. I won't call you out, you know, if I start getting a lot of follow notifications. But like, you should do that soon. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am writing on Inside Survivor again for Survivor 43 now that we are officially back with our good friend Christine, who we did Stanawatu's premiere with. So this moment has come full circle. So you can catch all of my articles on Inside Survivor. And then over at Silent Podcast, I will be doing recaps for Survivor 43 with my podcast. I don't know about that. And my sister and I are starting a journey where we are recapping the summer hit claim to fame i have seen every episode and my sister has not so we are following her as she tries to figure out who her uh who she thinks all of the contestants are related to and uh we are going it's a spoiler free podcast so even though i know what happens i'm not revealing anything uh and it's going to be a really fun journey and i'm so happy to have uh my sister my my claim to fame and my future Amazing Race partner join me on this journey with her. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I'm very excited to see where that goes. I'm I'm gonna just hop in the trunk when y'all go on the Amazing Race. Let me just like uh, tag right. along. You know, I what assume saying? they'll let us have trios by then. Correct? Oh, yes, as you're they should. Have, you're gonna have to come on the Claim to Fame recap podcast. It's gonna be it's gonna be a little family reunion. All right, sounds like yes. fun. Yes. Well, Gia, again, thank you so much. Um, If you're listening to this, then you may already follow me. But if you don't, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show, where I will be tweeting out the links in my podcast appearances. Um, This week on Rob Has a Podcast, I will be on the Big Brother Friday recap. So if you're a Big Brother Big Brother fan, uh, this is the least popular episode of every season. It is when they recap the recap, and then we recap that. And so... (laughs) <laughs> and we know how Gia feels about that. Um, so check that out on Rob Has a Podcast. Also on Post Show Recaps, I'm still hosting the Atlanta Podcast along with my amazing co-host, Latanya Starks and Mari Forth. And so uh, we had just started recapping season three of Atlanta. It has been a blast. Um, and I loved every second of uh, the last season. It's been crazy. Um, actually, this is season four of Atlanta now that I think about it. But yeah, loved every uh, second of season three. This is the final season. We're taking it one episode at a time. And so check that out on Post Show Recaps. Uh, also, I'm still on Post Show Recaps talking about The Walking Dead. We have a brief hiatus between Walking Deads, but the 
first Walking Dead, the premiere Walking Dead, is about to end. This is the final season, so we're covering that on Post Show Recaps as well. Um, also, on Rob Has a Podcast, I'm still the co-host of Nothing But Netflix, where I talk about Netflix shows every week with Rob Sesternino, um, Survivors Rob Sesternino for the Uninitiated. Uh, and so that's always a good time. Last week, we talked about End of the Road. Uh, the Queen Latifah and uh, Ludacris movie. And um, I had thoughts, you know, and uh, so check that out if you want to hear me yelling about Queen Latifah and some mistakes she may have made uh, in life that led her here. Uh, and then finally, on Silent Podcast, Sasha Joseph and I are still talking about Never Have I Ever. And so uh, catch us recapping the most recent season of Never Have I Ever on Silent Podcast. Um, also, new listeners, we have a Patreon. Uh, Post Show Recaps has a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash recaps to subscribe to that. There's a lot of perks. There's a Discord. There's merch. There's all kinds of good stuff. You get your connection directly to us, the podcasters. You can tell us what you think about the show. Give us feedback. We'll read it on the show. All that good stuff. And leave Post Show Recaps, please, a five-star review. We love that. And tell them how much you enjoyed the Abbott Elementary podcast because we're here for the long haul. So for Gia and myself, we will talk to you all later when class is in session. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.